The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Blessings, everyone. Welcome back to Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amora Kai, and I am extra delighted to be here with you all today, talking about the flow of true happiness with our incredible guest. We are so blessed to have Mike Chang joining us today. Let me tell you just a little bit about him before we bring him on. Mike is a world-class body and mind coach, former bodybuilder, an entrepreneur, and creator of the flow training method, which my whole family and I happen to absolutely love. Mike is really well known for having built one of the largest fitness followings on YouTube. But at the peak of his career, he started to experience extreme mental anxiety and emotional stress that caused a severe physical injury to his lower back and nearly stopped his ability to work altogether. He made a really bold choice and he ended up selling his company, leaving everything behind to embark on what would ultimately turn out to be a five-year journey learning to master his mind. And that's one of the many things I truly love and admire about him. He does whatever it takes. He really walks his talk with that full force of his commitment, with his whole being. And now he's on an absolute mission to help other people raise their level of mental health, to live in a state of joy and peace too. Mike is such a genuine soul. He's got such a wealth of transformational wisdom to share, and I'm thrilled that he's here. Mike, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Mark. Guy. Yay. It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for this conversation. So the search for true happiness, hey, (laughs) such a common thread running through humanity. Would you say that the ability to realize the flow of true happiness in your life is, is a superpower of the soul of sorts? I think it's a, it's like a natural path of our soul you know, to, to find it. And, and when we, the closer we get to it, the closer we feel connected to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately that's just what, that's what people really want. Mm -hmm. But the path to get there wasn't ever really defined. (laughs) We didn't grow up going, okay, to connect to your soul when you grow up, here's what you do. Everything is really aimed towards um, being successful, making enough money to to live. And Mm -hmm. so we never really developed the idea of what does it really mean to connect to ourselves? And even though happiness is um, used as often as be successful, Mm -hmm. I think it wasn't really ever defined as what it really is and what it, what it really feels like. And the people that talk about it a lot of the times, let's just say growing up and parents telling their children, you know, it's about being happy. Mm. But what does that really mean? And it leaves, you know, all of us growing up and not really knowing what that really means to accomplish that and uh, just leaving it up for ourselves to kind of figure it out. Mm. Oh, there's so much in there already, Mike. Wow. I love that you're bringing to the conversation the idea about 
understanding what it even means. It is true. I never got that guidebook. I guess you didn't either growing up on, on what this really looks like and what that path is and, and the how-to. It really was with the best of intentions. Um, I, as always, you know, people love you. They want the best for you. But there's sort of this idea that it's out there and it really is based on being able to succeed in some external way. And I think there's this myth that is sort of interwoven in that sometimes when I speak with people who go down that path and expect to find the happiness when they get there, when they get some measure of external success or when they do the thing they need to do to earn their daily bread, so to speak, or or whatever that external path is. So I don't know if you've experienced that, but to walk down that path and then sort of meet a bit of a dead end and discover that there's no happiness there for you. I love this flip of learning to connect within and find that flow of true happiness within. So just just tell me briefly a little bit about what started you off. I mean, I know you you had that experience and you sort of took off for a few years to master your mind, but was the was the injury really that catalyzing factor that sent you on your search? You know, I always say that when we are when we have a really strong willpower, it could be it could be good for us or actually bad for us. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I was dealing with this injury for nine months already. And I couldn't stand, sit, or lay down without dealing with some type of pain. The pain goes from super intense, like just jabbing knife pain to mm-hmm. just kind of a normal, moderate pain that I can deal with. And so I just put up with it. I literally just kept going because I had this iron willpower in my mind that nothing's going to stop me. So even with this pain in my body, I didn't think I'm just going to, I I need to change something. Mm -hmm. I I knew something was obviously wrong, but I was looking at it in sense of if it's physical pain, there should be a physical solution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a very physical person before and, and helping people train their body, I didn't really fully link how much our mind can actually affect our body. And it wasn't until I actually experienced the entire shift in my energy, like a complete shift of on the mind side, recognizing all the major points in my life, like seeing how my life was created ever since being in childhood, going all the way to that current moment. Mm-hmm. Like major areas in my life and how everything was defined uh, by my mental story of myself. And emotionally in my body, having so much energy get surged through my body, clearing everything like this tremendous release that I did by accident. At the time, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, wow. But at the end of the experience, my state entirely changed. My mind changed. I was experiencing something. I had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. And it was the best experience I've ever had um, at that, at that point. Right. And then from there it became what just happened. And (laughs) I need to figure, (laughs) I need to figure this out because I, I became the most happiest I've ever experienced. And yet nothing on the outside changed like i didn't 
nothing in my business changed, nothing in my relationship changed, nothing in my body physically. I didn't do anything to my body to look any different, but right. yet something just changed. And I knew instantly that this feeling, this state was exactly what I've been looking for my whole life, but I couldn't even define it because I had no idea existed. You know, mm -hmm. like, how could somebody get to a place that they've never been to and nobody ever talks about? Right. Um, and when it happened, that's when I was entirely, like, my whole purpose changed. It's like, just, it wasn't just this idea. It was, I was experiencing it. And that's when I left everything and committed myself that I'm going to do whatever it takes to, number one, find out, like, what actually happened? What did I just do? that my mind went quiet. Like I was having so much problems in my head, like mind chatter, mm -hmm. having so much mind chatter that I couldn't understand conversations with people. I couldn't hear them anymore. I was like, I, I would sit there and, and look at, look at this conversation and I would like, I would hear it, but nothing would register. You know, has ever happened to you? It's like you hear the words that people are saying, but the, nothing is clicking yeah. because my noise was too loud. And I went from having that amount of internal uh, mind chatter to complete silence, presence. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that. I don't remember the last time I, I did. And the pain that we're talking about my back mm -hmm. that I was dealing with for nine months, it disappeared in six hours, gone. Wow. And yeah, and my body became very light. Like I had like helium in me. I was literally like walking on clouds. I was walking around, kind of floating around. And, and I knew that this is not what my body feels like. Being a bodybuilder before, you know exactly how your body feels like. And the last thing you're going to feel like is very light. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. You feel like a yeah. heavy slab of meat dragging around all the time. So, and it just felt amazing. You know, it just felt amazing. It was nothing I've ever experienced. No, no experience came close. And I was just, that was it. There was no going back. I, I literally surrendered everything, figured out the fastest way to, to exit out my company. I told my partners I'm out and I just went all in. I wanted to find out exactly what happened. And I knew, I knew that I wasn't going to risk just kind of going half fast. I wasn't just because I mean, I had a really good thing going on. Um, career wise, it was just skyrocketing. But it, it didn't matter. You know, I, I realized it, it didn't matter because everything was great on the outside. Mm -hmm. but what I experienced had nothing to do with any of that. And so I knew that what would the chance be of me holding on to whatever I just whatever just happened? or to recreate it again. When A, I was 33 at the time, and I had never experienced that before. <laughs> B, um, I don't even know what that experience actually was, you know, nor do I, I couldn't, I wouldn't even know what to tell somebody. Uh, I feel really good. Yeah, so do I. Um, no, 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 that's not what I mean. What I mean? <laughs> right, it's like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> so I just, I realized, no, this is, I'm not just going to kind of pursue this a little or no, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Mm. And that's what I did. And, and mm. now I'm sharing with people how it all works. Mm. 
because mm. most people don't really understand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once we understand how it works, it gives us a different viewpoint of ourselves, our mind, our body, our soul. It gives us a different understanding of it and also how we can interact with other people along with the environment. Mm. Oh. I think everybody needs to know that. Especially now, especially right in this red hot moment. I can't wait to hear more from you on how it all works, Mike. <laughs> Before we do that, we're going to take a short break so I don't have to interrupt this incredible flow. Before we go to break, Mike, where can people go to find more information about you? So they can go to my social media, um, Instagram, Mike Chain Official, uh, to see my posts, or they can go to my YouTube channel. It's just called Mike Chain. Uh, if they want to learn more about the programs that I have, they can go to MikeChainCoaching.com. Brilliant. You'll find a lot of a lot of things there. Oh, beautiful. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network. And today we are talking with Mike Chang about the flow of true happiness. And for those of you feeling ready to take the next step on the path of unlocking your superpowers, we invite you to come on over and play with us in the Superpower Universe and take your next step within a loving, supportive, high-vibe community. We're having lots of fun over there. Head on over to superpowerexperts.com for more info. For now, stay with us. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this one. We'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high-vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we're talking with Mike Chang about the flow of true happiness. And before we went to break, Mike, I love everything you shared, and I'm so excited to hear more about this dedication to this path of really discovering this incredible experience that you went through. And then, you know, what you discovered about how does it all work in a way that you're able to share with other people? What did you discover? Well, you know, going back into into what we talked about on happiness, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing is when we think about happiness, when people try to pursue it and, you know, they do all these things on the outside. I think when we say happiness is on the inside and not on the outside, I think most people will agree. They will go, absolutely. This is, this is true. You know, can't money is not going to make happiness. I think mm-hmm. people understand that. However, when people are accomplishing goals on the outside, the feeling that they get, they would connect that to happiness. They would go, I accomplish this goal. I'm so excited. I feel so alive. This is great. This is happiness. Here's the problem. <laughs> that, that feeling is an emotion. 
It's an emotion of joy. It's an emotion of excitement. However, nobody can stay excited for the whole day, for yeah. a whole week. They cannot stay in that emotional heightened state. Why? Why can't they stay there? Well, imagine somebody, we've all experienced this before. You go to a party or you go to a gathering, you're excited. Well, how long does that last before you go, wow, I, I need to take a break? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Let me relax. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You're excited. Yes. And that took a lot of energy. It's not, sometimes it could be forced or sometimes it's just natural, but either way, it's energetically exhausting. We can't stay in excited state. So then what happens? Well, if somebody portrays that as happiness, right, feeling excited, feeling alive, then they get drained. Well, what is drained? You know, now they're feeling low, they're feeling depressed, they're feeling tired, and they don't want to feel that way. They can't wait to feel excited again. So people will end up fluctuating between emotional high and emotional low. How many people, if you ask them, hey, would you, would you want to feel happy a little bit part of the day and then the other parts of the day not feel happy? <laughs> Who in their right mind would, yes, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> that sounds right? great. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I just want to feel happy mm -hmm. all the time. You know, mm -hmm. Tell me the all the time plan, not, not the once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so then what people are really looking for that they think is happiness is not happiness. They, they want to get excited and enthusiastic. That's not actual happiness. That's excited and enthusiastic. What somebody's really looking for is peace, mm -hmm. inner presence, outer presence, presence. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about connecting to the soul. Yeah. The soul can be realized when we are at peace. You know, they say God is silence. Yeah. When you want to experience God, be in silence and you'll experience God. You want to connect to yourself, stop talking, stop thinking, stop doing everything, and you will connect to yourself. And so that point of connecting to our soul, that point of inner peace is happiness. And at that point, we are not emotionally high. We're not emotionally low. We're what we call this neutral state, the middle way. It's, this doesn't mean we're robots. Right. Some people are like, well, you know, uh, we should have emotions. Well, yes, but we don't need to stay emotional, right? You have an emotion and then you go back to neutral. You have an emotion, something bad happened, and you feel angry or upset. Okay, but you don't hold on to it. It doesn't defy you as a personality, as an identity, as a story. You experience it and you let it go. You had a really good thing happen, you experience it, and then you let it go. You don't need to stay there. So when we stay, we end up staying in this middle way, in this neutral way. That point is when we are fully connected to our soul and it is when we are actually what we defy as happy because at that point we're not tired we're not constantly emotionally drained we're not energetically drained and so if someone goes well what does this state actually feel like 
here's a really simple way to, to understand this. You ever watch somebody sleep or when we go to sleep, you don't see our face going super excited, nor are we pissed off. Our face is neutral. There's, there's nobody to impress. <laughs> right. I'm going to bed. Yeah. You see my face? This is my bedtime face. It's neutral. Right. I, I'm not upset at you, but I'm not excited about you being there. I'm just going to sleep. Right? This is a neutral expression. Mm -hmm. When we are neutral, we are not trying to oppress. We are just being ourselves. And so I, I often use sleep as a, an example because it's, the, it's one that everybody does every single day. And mm -hmm. if you just pay attention to how somebody's demeanor is when they go to sleep, that is neutral. No impressions, no um, needing to prove anything, no excitement, but no sadness, just neutral. Lack of emotion. This is when we are in clarity. This is when we are centered. This is when we are connected. And that's when we are in peace. And that's what I defy as true happiness. Mm. Mm. What a powerful, powerful place to start. And, you know, the thing that really, really speaks to me is nowhere in there are we relying on external circumstances? I think so many of us are sort of taught, just even in our languaging, you notice, like, he made me feel, or she upset me, or I'm happy because, and it's always sort of an external marker. And what I hear you describing and, and transmitting so powerfully and so beautifully, this what happiness truly is, this inner peace, is it's this inner state of happy for no reason. There's no external cause. It is a true state of being. And when you're in that state, it sort of pierces that illusion that anything outside of you, right, is responsible for this inner state. You can have it all the time. And so those, those highs and lows are experienced a little bit differently. I love that you you spoke to it as a story, experience it and then let it go. We don't then take on that state of the higher, the low. That's so empowering. Hey. Yes, absolutely. And mm. how would we, how does somebody actually, you know, let it go? <laughs> and it's. <laughs> yes, please. What's that magic? Well, in a perfect world, we mm. would experience some, emotion and then we let it go and then it's gone we had an experience and that's it mm -hmm. and life is just full of these experiences mm. however what would happen if we didn't let it go what would happen if every time when we feel emotional starting from when we are just a child mm -hmm. we didn't let it fully go what happened if we end up storing it in our body and in our mind you know, it's like, uh, what happened if we keep sweeping things under the rug and just cover it up in the beginning, you can't tell, but over time, this rug becomes very, very dirty. And there's a lot of bumps and just this mountain of stuff. Mm -hmm. This is basically what has happened for, mm -hmm. for people and it's not their fault, but we've never learned how to let things go. And even when somebody eventually learns this is how you do it okay well now you have to do it 
It's like someone going, Hey, more kind. Let me show you how to fix this car. You do this, take this thing out, remove this, plug this. You're like, wow. Yeah, that, that would work. Okay. So now you try to twist this wrench and, and you strip a bolt and they're like, oh, okay. Now let me show you actually how to do it. You, it's time to practice now. Mm. It's like, so it doesn't matter. Even if we got to the point where we knew what to do, doing it is an entirely different story. Mm-hmm. And mm. so going back, we, we need to have let go of two things, the accumulated amount of emotions that has been stored in our body and in our mind. Mm-hmm. And also the new ones that we are experiencing on a daily basis. And so then when we let go of all of these emotional highs and lows, mm-hmm. now we can be at this middle way, at this neutral state of inner peace. But we have to let it let it go first. And so it's about chipping away at it like a giant tree. And if somebody has been turning away from it for a long time, yeah. they may have a lot to chip away at. And it's okay. It's worth it because it is their, it's their life that's dependent on it. It's their ability to either connect to themselves, to ever feel centered, to mm-hmm. feel aligned, mm-hmm. or they can just go through life just slightly always being off and not, not ever connecting to themselves, not ever being sure. They always feel confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very important. And it's so painful. I find and I've found that it's just such a painful, painful state to be in. I really love what you're sharing here, and I can relate a lot to it. I um I used to call the accumulation, you know, I used to call it emotional obesity because it it felt like there was just such a buildup in the body mind of all this stuff, exactly how you're describing. But as we start to sort of do that work of let it go, it can in the beginning seem a little overwhelming, huh? Like that's a lot. Yes. What, when you are guiding someone, what are some of the processes when you say let go? What does that actually look like? I mean, we're talking about a wrench in a car. There's a protocol, right? For what to do with that. Right. What is the protocol for actually letting go the accumulated and the new coming in? What do you actually do? What does that look like? So emotions, energy, emotion, right? Mm-hmm. It's an emotion. Mm-hmm. So if, if we were to tell somebody, okay, just let go of that energy. Just let it go. <laughs> Somebody would go, oh, okay. So I don't even, I don't even know what energy looks like. And so you want me just to let go of something. I don't know what it looks like. If I can't feel it, um, even if I can kind of feel it, how do I just not feel it? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's not defined enough for some that are practitioners of energy. It works for them, but mm-hmm. we're talking about normal people that just want to let go of anger and, and emotions. Mm-hmm. So when I look at it, I look at it as something that's even more clear. Our body, our mind, our soul, our soul is not carrying any of these things. It's our body and our mind that needs to clear it. So how do we let go of the emotions in our body and in our mind? Well, when we look at the two, what's present right here is not our mind. It's our body. Our body is like the foundation. It's where the energy is stored here. It's like the fuel, it's like the motor of a car. Mm -hmm. And so if we let go of the emotions in our body, then we can stop fueling all the stories in our mind. 
they don't just magically go away, but now we have the capacity to change it. The energy in our body, this emotion in our body, it comes, it's represented and expressed in a form of tension. Anytime mm-hmm. when somebody gets upset, mm-hmm. they get emotionally charged, their body tenses up. All it takes is the next time that anybody's experiencing any type of emotions, just pay attention to your body and feel how your body just changed in tension. You either feel pressure somewhere, most likely for a lot of people, they feel it in their stomach, their stomach tightens up, Mm -hmm. their back kind of tightens up Mm -hmm. or pressure in their back. They would clench in their hands, feet, jaw, eyes, you know, like between the eyebrows. Yep. There's these areas of tension that a lot of times people just do. We we would just do this naturally. It's something that we've done for so long, we don't even notice it. And this tension is the body showing that it's afraid, fear. Mm -hmm. Fear has a physical resonance to it and it's showed up as tension. And so the simplest way is if we learn how to let go of tension in the body, then we don't allow the body to actually hold on to this emotion that it's experiencing. We actually allow it, our bodies to experience it. But our body is trying to protect ourselves by not experiencing this emotion. And so it tenses up. When we tense up, we don't feel as much. Just like if somebody was going to punch your arm, right? you would naturally tense up. Nobody needs to tell you to. Because you know when you tense up, it, it doesn't hurt as much versus if you're loose, right? You feel it more. Mm. And so it's the same idea when something's happening, emotionally it's happening, we tense up naturally. And so the problem is that now we can't fully feel this emotion. If we can't fully feel it, it's happening, but we don't feel it we don't allow it to run its course. Now it stays in our body, in the area that we tense up. And so in our physical body, we just need to let go, like literally relax, relax the body. And this takes daily practice. For some people, they experience a, um, a some type of one-off experience or they go to a workshop or they go to a plant ceremony or, or they go into the jungle somewhere. I mean, it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? We haven't, we have an experience of that and it's clearing, yeah. but it doesn't last. We can't keep going into the jungle every single month. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we can't keep having doses of this and that. We need something else that allows us to be able to ground and actually continue on with our life. And so doing a daily practice that relaxes our body on a daily basis, that's the key. Whether we do workshops and all these other things is great, but we need something that is habitual. We need to make it a habit for our body to relax and we need to do it every single day. We can't do it once in a while because then we will still deal with constant fluctuations. I look at it as like taking a shower, brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. We can live without it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You cannot brush your teeth. It's okay. Right? That is a choice. 
Mm-hmm. It is a choice, <laughs> but you know, after a day or two or three, uh, you'll feel the difference, taste the difference. Other people may, may uh, you know, um, let you know, yeah. suggest that you start right. And mm-hmm. so, it's the same idea. You know, if we don't, if we don't do anything, are we going to be okay? Yeah, we'll be okay, but we don't perform at the best. And for most people, because they don't do a daily practice. So it's actually normal to feel the constant fluctuations of emotions. Mm. So then what I suggest to people is, well, you need to experience how it's like to feel peaceful, to feel relaxed, to be centered. So if somebody was to do a practice that releases tension for 30 days, they do it every morning and they do a short one every evening, they will feel so good. They will feel so incredible. They will notice their choices changing throughout the day. They will notice the way that they react to people have changed. They've noticed that now their awareness is expanding. And now they are creating a new reference point in their body, a new reference point in the way they are. So now when they stop, they can now see what they're missing out on. Just like if we stop brushing our teeth and taking a shower, we can now tell. If somebody's never done it or they don't do it very often, they can't really tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Idea. Wow. So the flow of true happiness really is about the flow. It's about the flow in the body. It's about that relaxing, that letting go and bringing that daily, 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 daily practice to it to sort of attune yourself to that, uh, I would say, new uh, baseline, like your new default, actually. Because how many days and months and years have we practiced our body into a default state of, of reaction and tension? Yeah, it's it's rarely done by people at all. Mm. People try to think different. Yeah. That's what people try to do. They try to think different. Yeah. And the thing is, and they say, well, you know, the mind is the master of the body. Mm. Um, yes, it's <laughs> the master of the body once you master your mind. <laughs> yes, it is. It is ultimately, right? Mm. Um, but if you didn't master your mind, then your body actually runs your life. Mm. that's where people are most people's bodies are running their life anytime when someone says i don't feel like doing that mm-hmm. their body is running their life oh it's so powerful mike so when uh, there's so much here i have a quick question i want to circle all the way back to your initial spontaneous experience where you you shared after having all that pain for nine months that sounded excruciating sitting lying standing didn't matter and then you had this incredible experience of true peace true presence and you said that pain dissipated in six hours number one was it gone did it ever come back and number two in hindsight, with what you know now, looking back, what do you think you you actually experienced in that moment? Like, what was what was it from everything you've learned along the way, looking back? So the the pain didn't come back to that intensity. It tried to start up about five times throughout the past. It's been six years now. Oh wow! And those five times that tried to start back, I noticed it. I got rid of it. Just 
one took maybe two days. The other one took a few hours. You know, and most of them were really quick within hours. Okay. Less than a day gone. Wow. And so what actually happened was I opened up all of the energy in my body. All mm-hmm. I had so much blocked energy. I had so much tension in the body. And in the physical body, we call it tension. Energetic body, we call it energetic blocks. Okay. Chemically, you know, we call it um, not having enough dopamine or not having enough serotonin. It's mm-hmm. all the same thing. Yep. It's not like one is different than the other. They are all happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And I opened up everything. I opened up everything. And when everything started to flow, I was able to release release so much emotion in the body. I was breathing. I was breathing pretty deeply and heavily for about six hours. Wow. I was walking around, tapping on my head, like just kind of hitting the top of my head. <laughs> First, just tapping on it with my hand and then tapping on it with my knuckle. Now, before people just go, okay, they start doing that. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, just... It's uh, you have to understand what you're doing. If not, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can do it, and it may feel good. It's uh, now I call it tap massage. It is just one method, but it's been around for thousands of years. I didn't make this up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's been around for thousands of years. We tap our body to literally help increase the circulation, activate mm-hmm. our lymphatic system, um, make our blood vessels, our arteries, our capillaries more elastic. They're just pipelines in the body. Right. And everything was blocked before, even though on the outside, I, you know, I, I looked good, but it didn't matter. Hmm. You know, I had maybe 7% body fat. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter how we look. It doesn't matter how much, how much muscle you have or how low your fat is. It had nothing to do with energy. It has nothing to do with emotions. And I was just packed with it. Wow. <laughs> so when I, when I released it, it wasn't just tapping. It wasn't just breathing. I was stretching, but it wasn't just that. There was more. There was also two and a half years of doing a little bit of yoga every week, about three times a week, and a little bit of meditation. And But there was also more. So there's a whole accumulation of stuff. And what actually happened was my energy opened up in my body. And when my energy opened up, it was released. And call this the Kundalini awakening. Everybody, people talk about it. Yeah. So the energy did rise up from the base. It hit my head and expanded everything. So my awareness went through the roof. I went from not being able to understand conversations, like I mentioned, to mm-hmm. simultaneously understanding everything all at once. And I can hear behind the words now. I can see any picture in any room and know the emotion that somebody's trying to express. I can go walk into somebody's bedroom. I can walk into, I can look into someone's car. I can look at a painting and I know exactly the emotion that the artist is trying to portray, the story behind it that they're telling. It, I became like empathic in hours and I've never was able to do that. I had no interest in art, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a very, such a profound experience. But that's what, yeah, that's what happened. And basically now what I, what I do is I help people create a 
a smaller version of this, but they chip away at it. Because when I experienced that, it was, there was plant medicine involved, mm-hmm. you know, psychedelic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will, will go down a path and they'll just to end up taking mushrooms all the time, microdosing. Yeah. They can't get grounded. They stay too much. They stay too airy mm-hmm. and they fluctuate too much in emotion. And, um, it doesn't allow them to make clear choices. Their life still ends up being a roller coaster ride of up and downs, and they haven't really moved forward the way they wanted, even though they're, you know, they're experiencing new experiences. But it's not just about new experiences in life. We're talking about connecting to ourselves. You know, we're talking about having true happiness, which is inner peace. But that experience did involve having mushrooms. And so I'm internally grateful for plant medicines. And I think it is very powerful for, for mm-hmm. people to try, but there needs to be a clear intention be- behind it. They need to have an understanding and guidance and also be very respectful of the medicine mm-hmm. and not look at it as, um, as a recreational substance or mm-hmm. as something to fall a dependency on, which easily can happen for many people. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you're speaking to that. I've seen so much of that and what this has led you to really discover and uncover and create and ultimately give back and share with others is such a beautiful and holistic on every level experience that's actually quite joyful. You know, it's not a slog to do this every day. Sometimes brushing your teeth is just something to do because it's got to be done. But I find that this creates greater and greater states of of ease and flow and joy overall. I mean, yes, you have that inner peace, the more presence, but I find that it's actually a joy to do. It's something I look forward to. And that that I can't always say is the case with things like just working out or not that, you know, sometimes you you want to do it for because you got to get it done, right? Or sometimes you do it anyway, even when you don't want to do it. Sometimes you slog through it. But I got to say with some of this, it is a joy and it's something that really draws uh, you back and back again and again and again. Uh, I just find such joy from doing it. I appreciate that so much. Mike, one more thing. It feels good. Yeah, it does. It feels amazing. And the, and the more you do it, the better you feel. I think that's the other thing. There's, I haven't, for myself anyway, I mean, I don't know everybody, but for myself, I can say, you know, those, those plateaus you kind of hit in the, in the fitness world and in the business world and in all the world, we, we, we really mm-hmm. deal with these plateaus. And I have found that this experience anyway, so far, there's no plateau. There's just an ever deepening, ever blossoming that seems just like a spiral to keep continuing. Um, I, I haven't hit a wall. It's really quite something. Yeah. Because we're, we're just coming back to, we're just coming back to ourselves. When mm-hmm. we come to peace, mm-hmm. there's, there's no more of, to be more of ourselves. Like we, once we connect to ourselves, it's like, okay, I'm back. This feels, this feels great. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to <laughs> achieve. You know, we just be ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so yes, it feels wonderful to, 
be done with practice every single morning and just feel that connection. It's like, okay, I feel good. I, I want to stay in this place, but I'm going to go through life and whatever happens, happens today. And it's yeah. all good. Because mm-hmm. tomorrow morning or this evening, I would come back to this place again. And it just, natu- it just becomes our normal state over time. Mm-hmm. And what, what happens is our practice starts to, we don't have to do as much of it over time. We start to actually maintain states mm-hmm. of inner peace. We don't get triggered as much. Our stress resiliency increases. The things that used to bother us, literally, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother us anymore. And now we can take on really, really, really big things that usually would have been a tremendous amount of pressure. And now it just might be a little bit of stress mm-hmm. versus before we would have just, yeah. just had a, we would have freaked out. <laughs> it's like ah, a little bit of stress because we've just been able to clear so many things. It's so much more difficult now to be triggered. Mm. And now that ripples into our life, you know, my, my relationship, my work, my, my mentality and health. I mean, everything has shifted so much. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And what a blessing. I mean, oh, there's so much stress. There's so much anxiety. There's so much reactivity. And when you are in that state you know, speaking from personal experience and my client's experience and the experience of family and friends that I love so much in listening to people's experiences, it just feels like absolute prison. You know, it really feels like everything is just happening to you beyond your control. Like you're just this leaf in the wind at the whim of, of any other person's mood or appearing circumstance. And to, to completely shift that and to experience life from what you are sharing from this space of absolute inner peace and calm for happiness for no reason and the ability to be in similar or even the same circumstances or experiences and have no reaction, no trigger, no stress, no emotional, high or low is astounding. It is just the keys to the kingdom. It is the key to freedom and peace. It's everything. It really is everything. I'm so grateful for you and your experience and, and what you've decided to do with it and give back and, and really teach and make available for others, Mike. You, know, you brought up a, uh, thank you. Thank you. And you mm-hmm. brought up a really good point. I want to add to that. Sure. When somebody's feeling, when they're feeling low, when they're upset, when they can't seem to see around the problem mm. it's just right there they, they can't see around it and they don't know what to do mm. here's something that for anybody who's listening this is what you do number one realize that the perspective that you are looking at your life looking at yourself looking at the other person looking at this situation the perspective is based on an emotional perspective. It's based on emotion, emotionally triggered. And you don't need to figure out the problem at that moment. The only thing that you need to do is change your state. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is by releasing the tension in your body. When you do, now you can come back into the situation and you will see it with a different perspective. You will find a solution. 
you will be able to take the action that you need to take. That's the most important thing because people actually can't, we can't solve the problem in a emotionally charged state. Mm -hmm. We only end up creating more of a mess. True. But when we realize that the way that we are looking at it at that moment when we are emotionally charged and triggered, that it can literally change in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's really that fast. But when somebody's triggered, they can't think their way out of it and they can't imagine how this big problem that they're having actually is not a problem at all. They can't seem to fathom and they don't need to. That's mm -hmm. the most important thing. Yes. When, when somebody actually tries this their very first time and just put blind faith and trust <laughs> and go, okay, I'm just going to try this just because I've got nothing to lose. I mean, I've got this problem and it sucks. Let me just do this. Now all they do is they just go, they just do the flow practice. They just stop and they go, okay, let me just go through these moves. Yeah. Just literally copy the moves and just do your best to clear your mind. But if you can't, it's okay. Just do the moves. And then when you're done and you're doing that last move, which is meditation always, and then you open your eyes, you're going to feel incredible. And you're going to realize, okay, the situation has not changed, but I now have clarity to take mm -hmm. another look at it. And you know, half the time, this is the fun. This is the very interesting. Half the time, there's nothing that needs to be done, actually. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like so blowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like um, now that I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing that needs to be done. It happened. That's it. Yep. You know, and we we call this acceptance. <laughs> but nothing <laughs> needs half the time. Nothing needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And but it took us having to let go of these emotional triggers to come to that realization. And then the other half of the time, something does need to be done, but we now have clarity. We got rid of the fog. So now we look at this same scenario that maybe an hour ago, we couldn't see around and we were just so frustrated. And we're coming up with these solutions that were all fear-based, anger-based solutions. And now we look at it and we're like, you know, Here's an idea that I can do. This will create a win-win-win across the board. Yeah, this looks like a good solution. Mm -hmm. We can see with clarity. And wow. now we need to take an action. And we can take it in a calm and centered state. We don't have self-doubt. Mm. Doubt is a fearful state. And when we're trying to take action and do what's needed to solve problems, and we're in a fearful state, we run into doubt constantly. So now we don't have that. We now are very clear of what we need to do. We understand why. And then we just do it. Uh, the time that it took, somebody goes, Mike, I get it. But at that time, I don't feel like I have 30 minutes. I don't feel like I can take an hour. Right. So instead of taking an hour, you're going to take the next three days to create a solution that doesn't work to ruffle up a lot of other people's feathers. And then now three days in, your problem is a bigger problem when you could have took one hour to clear your emotions. And then you can see it with clarity. This is what happens. People think they don't have an hour of time, 30 minutes of time. 
but they end up spending so much more time and energy mm -hmm. creating solutions that don't work. And then now they have to come back and clean up, clean up the mess that they created mm -hmm. because we cannot solve a problem if we are in a emotional state. These, it's not a good state to solve problems in. And if we ever create solutions in while we are emotional, it's very important to go check those solutions. Because half the time when people are making, making solutions and making big decisions on emotional high or low, they need to, a lot of them are not correct and they need to go and reevaluate it. But when we are in this clear space of not being emotional high or low and we are centered, we're connected, now we have clarity. Now we can trust ourselves, but it's very, we can't really trust ourselves when we're in this emotional highs and lows because we're in high and then we make a decision and now we're in low and that decision doesn't seem right. Or we're low, we made a decision. Now we're high, that <laughs> decision doesn't seem right. But this is what happens. People are making decisions when they're in the highs and lows and then they have to second guess themselves because their state's constantly changing. <laughs> And that continues to erode the self-trust that continues to erode all of that. This is my favorite subject in the world. I love this. I could talk about this for 10,000 days. I feel like we all need this and more of this and more of this. I'm going to have to have you come back if you're willing, Mike. <laughs> it's such an important subject. And it really is the, the key to living a life of inner peace and flow that is not just for your own benefit. Of course, it certainly absolutely is and must be, but is also the highest benefit I feel and contribution to the whole, to our family of humanity, to our planet. It's so important. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for doing this and having this show. It's wonderful. People need to, people need to learn more about these things. It's really needed. Like you mentioned earlier. I agree. I, I really, really do. And um, we're about out of time today. So I, I will hopefully invite you back to do another one in the future and dive even deeper into this, because I do agree. It is, it is just the number one thing. And I got to say, just on a personal note, Mike, your flow training, I mean, it is such a joy to do. It is so powerful. And it just, <laughs> my favorite thing to see is my whole family, right? My whole family, my big Hulkin teenage, beautiful beings, my husband and myself, and, and all doing it together in the living room is a riot. I love it. It fills the house with so much joy and so much energy. And what an easy way to allow the, the, the whole family and especially the children to learn this at any age and stage. Your flow training method is an easy way to just adopt this habit at any age and stage. It is exceptional. And there's so much fun doing it. My kids love it. My family loves it. We adore you. We're so grateful for your creation. Oh, oh. Thank you so much. It, it, it fills me up to, to hear that your whole family does, especially your children. Because now they're growing up and they, and they know these really simple tools to mm -hmm. energize their body, to let go of tension. Mm -hmm. And they learned it as a, as, a, you know, as a child now. So this is wonderful. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing it with them. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to hear that. Uh, 
Yay. Oh, Mike, listen, thank you so, so much for joining us today, for sharing your incredibly inspiring wisdom and just your beautiful soul, your beautiful energy here with us today. It's been amazing. Thank you, Marcai. Mm. Thank you as well. Ah, yay. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us today, too. And I hope this episode really serves to inspire the flow of true happiness for you, your families, your loved ones, and all those surrounding you. We invite you to connect even deeper with all of us over at the Superpower Universe. Whenever you feel the call, perhaps you're feeling the call to the plus membership space for live connections and meditations and access to more recordings. It's such a high vibe community over there with so much love to share. Go to superpowerexperts.com to check it all out. And until next time, remember to go within, unlock your superpowers of the soul and use them to light up our world. All the love everyone and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.